Welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we look for inspiration on the journey to discover what matters most. I'm Win Leon, and in this episode, I'm with meditation and yoga teacher and massage therapist Deirdre Wilcox, and we are talking about the power of the pause. Deirdre talks about the pause she implements when we converse, the moment to let a question sink in so that she can respond in a thoughtful way that is more in line with her wise mind. We talk about how pauses can help us when our buttons are pushed so that we work to build bridges instead of walls with the people we love. Or in the cases where building walls is the most appropriate course of action, that we do it intentionally. Deirdre introduces me to the idea of interoception, the way the mind perceives and gathers all the available input from the body, and how pauses allow that to work to create freedom from our first level reactions into more accurate responses that are in line with our deeper wisdom. In this episode, we hear about the breath practices that help us to align with small pauses. In the breath, we can find ways to notice all the pauses in life around us, in the ocean, the lunar cycle, the solstices, and find a way to anchor our natural pauses. At the end of our time together, Deirdre describes a few small pauses she takes in a day to notice and remember what is around and how these short moments of mindfulness can help slow our race through life and instead enjoy the here and now. This is a great episode about using an extra beat to access better information, respond with more care, and pay closer attention. I know you'll love it. Hi, Deirdre. Hi, Wynn. It's so good to see you back again. Thank you for inviting me back again. (laughs) Of course, I get to see you, which is wonderful. But for our listeners, they get to hear you again. And one of the many reasons I love doing these podcasts with you is that you have this delicious cadence. I ask a question and then you take a pause before you answer. Can you describe what that pause is for? Yes which I just paused even before I answered that. I really <laughs> for a moment. Um, the, and the pause is allowing it to seep in the question. So I really understand the question and answer the correct question, not answer what could be my misinterpretation of the question. So often as humans, we have the immediate kind of knee-jerk response or default setting response. And if we had just paused for a moment and really either heard the question or, you know, as I think of it, let the question seep in like water seeping into a sponge, then often we would give, it's not necessarily a better response, but a more accurate response because you can have so many responses to any one question. And is that maybe if you're letting the question seep in, is it a deeper response? That's a, that is a good question. Yes, it's a deeper response, meaning the the accuracy, when I use the word accuracy, is not just um, semantics or word choice. It's the accuracy of what is actually being asked Mm -hmm. and the answer that fits that is more dovetailed with what is actually being asked so it is um a 
a deeper answer, but I, I really think of it as a more accurate answer. I think for me, if I don't do the default response, you know, that, that just is sort of my deflection, then I have a chance to really answer the question, you know, how are you doing? Fine. Versus how are you doing? Well, I was a little frustrated this morning and this is why, you know, just not just bouncing it back with a fine, but going deeper. Yes, it's that. And it gives me a moment to be sure that I'm answering from what I call sort of a, not an authentic place. I think that's actually a word that we're overusing a little bit these days, but a clean place. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by clean is not with the usual distortions or filters of being defensive or snappy or, Mm -hmm. you know, like what is actually, instead of first level superficial, what is the real response here? Because often we find people can be either terse or defensive (laughs) or um, just give some quick off the cuff answer. And you know, either the answer didn't penetrate or the question didn't penetrate. So they're not sure what they're actually responding to, or there's a a wave of anxiety comes up that we may not even recognize as such. And so we immediately deflect. Mm -hmm. And so I pause to be sure that I'm not answering from any of those first tiers of (laughs) um, T-I-E-R-S. Yes, yes. First tiers of my, maybe my own mood that morning or what's Mm -hmm. frustrating me or am I feeling defensive on this subject or ill-prepared, you know, I have to get past all of that to, to ascertain what is the real answer once I get past all my little tricks and mirrors placed in all different funny ways so that I'm not even sure mm-hmm. <laughs> which part of me is answering. So is it the defensive part? Is it the insecure part? Is it the anxious part? I want to get to the soul part, the wise mm-hmm. mind part. So the pause allows me to go through the the gauntlet of characters to get to the actual one that I want to have be in charge of the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. The soul part. I love that. Are there other parts of your life where you find the pause to be helpful? Yes. I feel the pause is extra helpful when my own buttons are pushed. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a conversation with somebody in which they say something that immediately I bristle. Mm-hmm. And so to not, to just pause for a moment and instead of reacting from that initial impulse mm-hmm. to drop in a little bit more deeply and see if you're not coming from a frustrated or, you know, angry impulse can I put that aside to come to an, to frame my answer that yes, it's honest, but it's not 
off-putting and creates a wall? How can I answer truthfully and create a bridge? Mm -hmm. Because if I go on the attack or I come up with some, you know, smart, sharp answer, likely it's either going to escalate. So we're going to get further from what's true. Or the person is going to shut down. Mm -hmm. In either case, we've facilitated contracture. Yeah. And is that serving the purpose at hand? Now, if you want to shut them down, you can also pause to make that conscious choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you jerk or whatever. You can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do it consciously. Do it as a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. So the pause helps us to move from knee-jerk default to a conscious choice. You can still say something that might be a little bit edgy or, you know, charged, but own it before Mm -hmm. you say it. Mm -hmm. So I think the pause is probably, I use it the most to pause before I speak. And I say, you know, count to 10 before you speak. (laughs) Uh, The other pause time that I would especially use is if I'm making a choice for, like if I'm making a choice to self-soothe because I'm either tired at the end of the day or something has happened, or maybe this interaction that we were talking about, this hypothetical interaction. Mm Mm-hmm. To pause and honestly assess what would be the best choice for me right now. Is it to grab a cup of coffee or does really that's not what my nervous system wants? Mm -hmm. That's my, oh, that is so good. That sounds good to sit down and do that. And it may, that may be the right choice. It could also be to just sit for a minute and collect myself. It could be that In the pause, I realized, you know, I really don't want anything more to eat because what the real need is right now is sleep. I'm really tired and Mm -hmm. eating more isn't going to meet that need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, the, I think a lot of the everyday throughout the day choices that we make that aren't necessarily health supporting or the best choices come from that place. Mm Mm-hmm of fatigue or overwhelm. We need to be soothed. We need a moment. It's a kind of a way of being held emotionally, but Mm -hmm. it's flawed because it's not truly what the system wants. Mm -hmm. It's just the easiest thing. Right. It's just a reaction. Just like the, that verbal deflection as well. Mm hmm. I, when, with my kids, I find that I pause a, a lot. Um, and if, if I don't answer a question, sometimes they figure it out on their own. That's interesting. By not jumping in and supplying an answer. Well, and you and I have talked about that, you know, those of us who are tend to be wired to jump in, you know, the pause interrupts that tendency we have. Mm-hmm. You know, we were saying sometimes instead of waiting for somebody to do something, we'll just jump in and do it because it's easier. We know it'll get done the way we want it to get done. But is that actually helpful mm-hmm. to the person who we're taking over for? Right. And it's not really helpful in the long haul when we start to build resentments that we're the ones doing too much. Right. 
it doesn't actually work for the person who wants the situation solved more quickly rather than not. Not ultimately. It's like eating the cake instead of going to bed early. It's a quick response, a knee-jerk mm -hmm. response, but it doesn't serve the long-term plan or optimal health of the organism. Mm -hmm. It's funny because this that reminds me of a, a quote that's often attributed to Viktor Frankl. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is that we can choose that knee-jerk response to have that piece of cake, or we can free ourselves from that. And free ourselves enough to make that decision. Not only is it instead of just grabbing the piece of cake, you know, do I want to feel all the things that I may feel if I eat that piece of cake? Like maybe that's not that helpful for your digestion. Maybe if you're really tired and you have chocolate late, you can't sleep as well. You know, there's, it's not just the immediate satisfaction of, oh, yum cake. I feel self-soothed now. It's, <laughs> you know, how many times has someone done something like that or had the extra beer or whatever, and then regretted it? Yeah. Oh, I wished I hadn't, you know, stayed up late. I wished I hadn't had the beer. I wished yeah. I hadn't. I wished I hadn't. And so we spend time living with a lot of regret that isn't yeah. necessary. That's an energy sucker, all that regret. Right. And what you're saying is we can still choose the cake, but just choose it from our wise self and then enjoy it. Right. From a conscious place. Just like you may still want to say the sharp thing to whoever, you know, drove you crazy 10 minutes ago, <laughs> but make it from a clear mind space, not checked out mind space, because a lot of the difficulties we have are in misunderstandings, miscommunications between humans on this planet. And there is a distinct relationship between that and our lack of dropping in for a moment or pausing for a moment and deciding, do I want to do this? Am I willing to own the consequences of what's going to happen when I do this? Mm -hmm. In the long haul, is it worth it? Or is this just going to meet a short-term need? So it's an immediate gain for a long haul detraction. You just need to answer those questions and it can be done very quickly mm -hmm. and mostly because you're, you know, back to intuition in the gut. There's a term called interoception where the brain and the body align to help you discern information. It's the gut feeling. Mm -hmm. So you take a moment, the, the pausing is taking us from the brain down into the gut, down into letting that quickly move through the nervous system or that sixth sense that we have of, no, this is not a good idea. This is not a good idea. Yeah. And your system knows it, but we don't use that resource automatically. And if we did, it would make our life 
so much easier and so much more simple. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't need to perseverate so much because we get in our head and go this or that or this or that. And we just loop and loop and loop where the gut, if we're listening to it, it could be, hello, it's so clearly this. I'm not sure why the brain is confused. (laughs) And the word you use, interoception? interoception interoception and that means yeah. gut feel it's the it's a internal sense like there's proprioception you know your your sense of where you are in space um it's one of our senses mm. where the brain and the body link together and i think that's where the new research is showing that literally our guts and our brains are connected So that sort of gut feeling you have, there's a biological basis for the gut feeling that's linked up to the brain, then putting into motion the information that was given through the interoception. Mm -hmm. But if we're not using that amazing sense, we're going to keep coming from the brain only, which is an incredibly limited tool. It's the tool of action and manifesting but it's not the tool of deciding Mm. Mm. it's like if the gut is the queen bee and the brain is the worker bees you know the Mm. queen says this is how things are going to be this is what's right for the hive this is what's right for us and then the worker bees go do the work yeah and you know it just seems like one of the other things then is that we from an early age we get the stories that tell us what is comforting. Um, and may, maybe it's just, you know, even what we see on, on TV, the advertisements, you know, that cup of coffee is going to taste so good. Or, you know, the glass of wine means that you're in a place of, place of privilege or whatever that story is. Yeah. Tuning into that instead of that mind body wisdom. Exactly. And that is honest. I mean, that is how marketing works. It creates a story mm-hmm. and you want to be in that story. And so whether or not you're going to feel like, you know, the person drinking the phenomenal wine in the movie and relaxing in the hot tub, overlooking the ocean, you know, we have this idea that if we just simply insert ourselves into that scene, we're going to have those feelings and that experience (laughs) that we're not them. And so we may or may not, Um, but there is so much visual and auditory conditioning that we are subject to about how not only to soothe but what does success look like what Mm -hmm. does joy look like if you are a worthy citizen what are the markers of a worthy citizen Mm -hmm. you know people spend their lives doing jobs and careers they despise because they're going from that place and not necessarily listening to what their skill set is and how to utilize it best in the world so that they can live a life of joy Mm -hmm. or fulfillment. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of what, when people are feeling unfulfilled or dissatisfied, or they have a soul hunger, I actually think that's where we become vulnerable to these addictions and default settings and numbing Mm -hmm. and the things that we do as a society to check out mm-hmm. instead of check in. Mm-hmm. So if we started from, you know, 
way back earlier in our lives with our children in the schools and kept prompting how does that feel you know how does that feel what does your what is your sense of that mm-hmm. it takes time to develop it but so much of the time we're being told how to feel mm-hmm. or you know it happens a lot and there are many good and complex reasons for it but you know kids learn how to check out early you know it's or to or to be or just you know distracted i do it myself thank goodness i'm not raising human children i'm not responsible enough sometimes if i want to get something done and cody my dog is driving me crazy i'll give her a big rawhide because i know it's going to take her over there and she's going to get focused on that and leave me alone so i can do what i want to do (laughs) (laughs) right you know some people put their child in front of the tv for hours or some people you know farm them out somewhere you know Mm -hmm. it's we are told in as many words that there are a lot of escape routes mm-hmm. and to just that numbing is delicious, you know, that we, scrolling is the new numbing, scrolling yes. is the new alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I am astonished to see even young people in a group together outside in a beautiful park looking like, you know, they brought a picnic or whatever. They're all on their phone scrolling. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you together? Right. You're not, you know, it's the strangest phenomena. I'm sure we did our own version of it. Not, we didn't scroll. We didn't have that. But pausing is dangerous. We don't yeah. want people to pause. We don't want you, we, the greater society, doesn't want you to think before you click on mm-hmm. whether you put that in your cart. They mm-hmm. want you to be bedazzled, distracted, numb. They don't want you to think about the consequence of the cost if you really need it. You know, Mm -hmm. is it something that is, you're just having an impulse moment. And knowing this, that's why all the impulse items are put by the check stand. Right. You know, that candy bar, the, you know, roll of lifesavers, you know, that cute little bag that you absolutely don't need, but suddenly it's in your cart. Yeah. It's that impulse. And you know, it's part of who we are and it's played to, to yeah. advantage to others. Is there a breath practice that goes along with the pause? Actually, there are many different breath practices um, that go along with the pause. A lot of breath work, when it's really um, taken into specific exercises, is the choice that's made is dependent on what result you are trying to achieve. So in general, the inhale is the more energizing part of the breath and the exhale is the more calming or soothing part of the breath. So you need to determine what do I want to accomplish emotionally, mentally on a nervous system level right now. So if I'm feeling keyed up, but I would like to feel more grounded, then I would probably want the inhale and the exhale to be relatively even in length so that one energetic state doesn't dominate over the other. And in so doing would balance me out. Mm -hmm. And in those same breath practices, like in the 
true practice of pranayama. You also decide the length of the pauses. There are ratios you can decide about, do I want this really long pause at the top of the inhale, which has one effect, or the long pause at the bottom of the exhale. So after we exhale, there's a natural pause. You can choose to let it be its natural length that most of us have, or you can choose to lengthen it consciously to provide a different effect. And so it, it be, it's actually quite of a, a complex set of practices if you're really gonna get into it. But for everyday life, the simplest thing is to start to cue yourself to notice the pause that's naturally at the top of the inhale. So that when we take a breath, there's a place where the lungs are full, we're not gonna take any more air in. We do this automatically anyway, we're just bringing our conscious awareness to it. And at that natural fullness, there's a moment before the lungs then start to deflate and release the air that's in the lungs. When the lungs are empty, even if it's just almost imperceptible, there's that natural pause before the lungs go, oh, we're empty, we need to fill up again. And so each breath is an inhale, exhale. Each breath is inhale, pause, exhale, pause. And so the four parts of the breath cycle every breath has it, whether it's conscious or not, is the breath. It is an inhale, exhale. Those are the dynamic parts of the breath. But nature in her wisdom has that pause everywhere. You know, the, the wave as it gathers, there's a moment before it crashes on the beach. Mm -hmm. Wave goes all the way up as far as it's going to go. You see the little foamy ripple edge of the wave on the sand. There's a second and then it starts to go back into the ocean. Mm -hmm. That pauses everywhere in nature. We even think of it in terms of the solstice, winter solstice, summer solstice, peak mm -hmm. light, peak dark is mm -hmm. the moment before it tips in the other direction. Right. That is the pause. So the simplest, most effective way to become aware of that is to literally follow the four parts of the breath cycle. Don't try to, you don't need to change them or think about them or count them. You just notice the natural pauses and start to get into that, what I think of as the ocean rhythm mm. or the moon, it waxes. There's a peak full moment. You know, I always often will say to people, the moon is going to be full this month at 9.32 PM on Wednesday. And that's like the top of the inhale. And then it's going to start to wane again. Mm -hmm. And we have a perfect darkness for just a sec. And then we start to see a sliver of a moon again. It's right. everywhere. The pause is everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. So you're saying we just need to notice it. That's all we do. And then when we notice it, we can incorporate it in, in our activities or our responses or our habits, wisdom, voices. Right? Mm -hmm. And it just, it gives us that moment to change the smallest thing 
about how we respond. Is that right? That's correct. And it also does another thing, which is allows us to more fully enjoy what we're doing so that Mm -hmm. we're not always chasing enjoyment. You know, there are times, say, where one of the, there's another place where I I, um, practice the pause just to practice the pause. I like soap, great kinds of soap. So every time I wash my hands, I put the soap back down on the dish and then I smell my hands before I rinse them. Mm. I just pause for a moment to be in the moment of I am washing my hands, not mm-hmm. and now I have to run the laundry and then I have to get the mail and then I have to return that text, which <laughs> often is what we're doing. We're not actually washing mm-hmm. our hands. We are, but we're not there at all. Right. Some alternate checked out part of us is washing our hands. But if it's like you were telling me once when you're young child was washing his hands it was like ooh, the water look at that and everything was <laughs> such a big experience about washing the yes. hands magical there was like the little catching of the light and the water coming out of the faucet and the yes. soap so slick and now we don't want to take 20 minutes to wash our hands every day <laughs> and I know that it was like okay let's go you know we got to get yeah. on the bus or whatever <laughs> but if we just we're doing the things we're doing anyway. Yes. So the pausing is just to actually be there doing it while we're doing it. Yeah. You know? That's funny that you say that about Mr. D now when he washes his hands. I, you know, he's like, I went to the bathroom, flushed the toilet, and then I washed my hands. And he goes, smell them. <laughs> and he oh. puts them up to my face. For evidence. <laughs> it is, but maybe he's enjoying the smell like you are. Yes. Just pausing for a moment to take in. I read it. It was an article I read some, you know, sometime over the course of the last few months. But what they called it is pausing. It wasn't exactly quite this, but my version of it is little joy snacks, mm-hmm. snacking on joy throughout the day. Like, oh my gosh, this apple is so good. Instead of just wolfing down the apple mm-hmm. or this water is just the right level of cold it's not too cold but it's not lukewarm and just noticing the little bright spots the little sparkles Mm -hmm. throughout the day which is the thing that is i think kids remind us all the time about that that's true they do and we just need to do it on our own yeah so do you do you have the most do you have a most important pause that you take in a day Hmm. I have a couple of pauses and one of the pauses is at the very end of the day, I will pause to consider how I say it? it's like a, a, it's, I guess it's a pause for a, a kind of a prayer where I consider those who I care about or who are on my mind and I pause and I direct some loving kindness thoughts or thoughts of support in their direction. And that pause is for them, but it also allows me to pause and quiet down at the end of a day. Mm-hmm. Another time that I pause is at the end of my work day, once I've set my office up for the next day and I've got everything, you know, tidy in the way I like it when I leave, 
I pause before I lock the door and I look across the room and I think about the people I've seen and let it sink in for a moment to ground the day into my awareness before I then dash on to the next five things. Mm -hmm. So it's those, or after I park the car now, I'm more likely than ever to take five seconds to notice the trees in the area, what flowers are in bloom, what is green that's near me is, oh, look at the crow getting that worm for its little baby. Like just to notice what's in my immediate world. Because I feel like it's so easy to fly through a day Mm -hmm. and you get at the end of the day and you can hardly remember the beginning of the day or what day it is Mm -hmm. or what even happened that day. And then when you get to Friday night or Saturday morning, Often I hear people say, I don't know, the week's a blur. And the week is a blur because we didn't anchor it Mm -hmm. in little moments here and there. And if we anchor it, that's the thing we can do in the pause. So the pauses are our anchoring moments. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Deirdre, I so appreciate that you came back on to talk with us. I love hearing your wisdom um, and how you incorporate it in your life and how you live it, not just talk about it. So thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me to do this. I love these conversations that, you know, uh, is an opportunity to really put it out there in a way that you're asking good questions. And then together we can be like, how does this look? What does this mean? And I hope that what comes across is it's not complicated. Mm-hmm. We just need to cultivate the awareness. Mm-hmm. We already do it. The ocean does it. The moon does it. Our breath does it. Everything does it. Even before we sneeze, we pause. We feel the gathering like, <laughs> oh, <hudge."> yes. yes. <laughs> yes. The pause is yes. everywhere. It is. Thank you for bringing our attention to it. Yes. Thank you, Wynn. I appreciate your time (laughs) and what you're doing. Appreciate you. All right. Best to you. Thank you for listening. Our music is With a Little Help from My Friends by Lennon and McCartney, performed by Carolyn Leon. Please visit our website at sharingtheheartofthematter.com for show notes and more great inspirations.